Northwest Phenomenon is a proud sponsor of tonight's show. Subscribe to our podcast. It can be heard anywhere for free. iTunes, iHeart, listen on demand. Northwest Phenomenon is your key search. From the Pacific Northwest, also known as the Emerald City, and no, you won't find Toto here, broadcasting from the shadow of the 1962 World's Fair, the Space Needle. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be in the world's time zones. My name is Mario Magania. This is Northwest Phenomenon. As you may know, the election has taken place, but now the inauguration is in full effect. And let's get to what is most important, the stars. Joining us from the City of Angels, it is our good friend, Karis Astrology. Welcome back to the show. Karis? Hi, Mario. Thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. We've got a lot going on this week. You know, it's amazing. It's um, I, I want to know what's going on with those stars. I know we were talking last week about the moon. I want to know what's going on with it tonight and this week. Well, what's happening is that Mercury has entered what's called its shadow period or storm period. Those are very dramatic words, but it's nothing to be worried about. It just basically means that before Mercury stations retrograde, Mercury will slow down from our perspective. So it's a good time to wrap things up, make that final decision, because with the Mercury retrograde that is coming up this week, the Mercury retrograde is about take a second look, take a third look. Mercury rules the eyes. And all of the Mercury retrogrades this year are in air signs, unlike 2020 when all the Mercury retrogrades were in very emotional water signs. So Mercury is entering its its shadow phase now. As uh, always said by one of my favorite gangster mob guys, the eyes never lie, Chico, uh, said by uh, <laughs> Scarface. But uh, continue on. Is this a great time, uh, Karis, for for love? I mean, I know we talked about it last week, but what's going on in people's love lives right now with the stars? I like this period we're in for love because we've got some nice Venus is in Capricorn, which is Earth, and then we're having a moon in an Earth sign. So that's very nice. Venus is going to go home in the sign of Cancer. So that's very comfortable. I like the Earth cycle right now. As far as love goes. And what about financials? I know everyone's like, oh, it's tax season now. So you know how that plays out in everyone's world. Financially, I I would say take a second look. And that has to do with commerce and trade and contracts, which ties into the planet Mercury. So it doesn't necessarily have to be negative. It just means take a second look with what you're doing financially. Karis, or what I, you're about to buy. Right. So with everything going on right now, I know we were just talking about the, the election. Obviously, we're past that now. The inauguration, which uh, took place this week, what, I mean, a lot of historical things. We elected a, a female vice president. Or we have now inaugurated a female vice president. I know you were talking about the first transgender as well being uh, nominated to a cabinet position. Yes, by Biden appointed Dr. Rachel Levine to assist in the health area. One of his main things right now is to get on it as far as COVID. So two historic firsts. And Karis, uh, were you able to take a look at any of those charts? Uh, well, you're, I know I saw that you posted earlier on, on social, but I just wanted to see if you had anything in lines to them on what's going to happen here in the uh, short future for them. I looked for Dr. Rachel. They just listed her year of birth not the birth date, 
uh-huh. um, the month and day. Um, Kamala Harris, she's a Libra, has some really nice placements that do get along with Joe Biden's Sagittarius rising. So that can be exciting, the combination of air and fire. But but Dr. Rachel Levine, they didn't they haven't listed it yet. All right. So if you would like to be a part of uh, our shows and I know eventually Karis and I are going to do another uh, personal readings for those who would like to take part. If you want to be a part of that, you can email me Mario at Northwest You can catch her Tuesday night live on the Instagram at Astrology Sky Report underscore Starcasting live Tuesday nights on Instagram. Joining us from the City of Angels, Karis Astrology. Thank you, Karis. Thank you, Mario. I appreciate it. Thank you. Tonight, we have our first roundtable to talk about the phenomenon, Bigfoot, Sasquatch. We have Ron Moorhead, who is joining us. We also have, as a returning guest, Marcia K. Moore, who has also uh, done a few things in her time. But we just recently had her on and thank you, Marcia, for putting together this amazing roundtable. Joining us as well is Tobe, who is going to, the three of them, I would say, are the superstars in regards to what we're about to get into. The first roundtable on Northwest Phenomenon about Sasquatch and Bigfoot. Guys and ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. So, as we, as we, thank you. Uh, no, it's all good. Hey, I, I have to say, guys, thank you so much. It, this is a huge honor, and I think this is going to be one of the best shows, pound for pound, out there. That's no one's doing something like this. I know, I know that you guys haven't had your chance to go do your conferences and things of that nature. So this is really kind of a uh, like a mini little conference for us, and such a pleasure to have you guys come on to. T- to talk about the phenomenon about Sasquatch and Bigfoot. I have so many questions. Ron, I know you have audio that you'd like to share with us. Guys, uh, the floor is yours. I want to just turn it over to you guys because I I have like like I'm a kid in a candy store. Other than having like stickers and things of that nature, I have all these questions like what happens if we, you know, why haven't we found, you know, know, a Sasquatch who's passed away? How come we haven't found remains or, you know, these kinds of questions go through my mind, but um, Ron, let's start off with you. Let's uh, let's talk about the Bigfoot Sasquatch, um, you know, phenomenon. Okay, well, I'm responsible for the Sierra sounds, which a lot of people have heard about. Uh, some recordings that we made in the Sierra Nevada mountains in the 70s, and uh, had them studied at the University of Wyoming. We we had ran into, or the family of these things uh, came around our camp, a hunting camp. Uh, eight miles into the wilderness, 8,400 feet in elevation, very imposing area to get to. And uh, these things uh, started coming around making their sounds. And we went out, came back with recorders and started recording them. And uh, a year later, we got a hold of, uh, of a journalist to come down uh, to investigate it after a letter had been written to Ivan Sanderson, uh, who was a crypto crypto crypt cryptozoologist right <laughs> yeah. back east he's passed away now he forwarded to a guy named peter byrne who i know still today uh he had a bigfoot research center in the dallas oregon and he forwarded it to uh, uh alan barry who was an investigative reporter that came down and interviewed us and uh, 
they all thought it was a hoax. I didn't know that till later on, but uh, he went up there. We invited Al to go up there with us in 72, and uh, Al ended up recording these things, too, and I was looking for a hoax who could be pulling this off because it's pretty unusual. The sounds are unusual, and, and again, they've been studied scientifically by Professor Carlin, University of Wyoming, for a year, showing that they were not manipulated, they were not speeded up, they were not slowed down, they were not, they were, they were real, and and, uh, we knew they were real, but you got to have a professor sometimes behind you <laughs> to, right. for people to give it credibility. And it wasn't until 2008 till a cryptolinguist uh, named Scott Nelson, two-time graduate of the Cryptolinguistic uh, School uh, in uh, uh, Naval Intelligence uh, for transcribing languages, foreign languages, unknown languages. He heard them, and he said, I think I, he, he found this through the uh, website. Uh, he said I, he thought he heard language in there. So he came out all the way from Missouri where he was teaching foreign languages at the time. And he he uh, interviewed us and uh, got the original recordings and went back and studied those. And he transcribed an actual complex language within these recordings. And uh, that's another big hurdle because uh, according to Dr. Lieberman, uh, Brown University, he said that only humans can can uh, have the vocal mechanism for language as, as, as we're speaking right now, you know, a sapient language, with, which means a morphine stream of words which make a cognizant sentence. And these things have that. So originally we thought they were just a wild animal running out in the woods, and a lot of people still think that. And that's okay if they want to think that. But when they have a real encounter with something going on, they might change their mind because these things have unique uh, attributes about them that we've decided. And this went, or they showed us anyway, and we... This went on with us in the Sierras. There was uh, five of us in the hunting camp, and uh, originally six. And uh, one guy wouldn't go back; and just freaked him out a little too much. And uh, so I was trying to put it together, like all of us were. Uh, what could these things be? Uh, uh, we figured at that time they were probably just kind of a wild animal that hadn't been discovered. But uh, since then, and since I've been doing this now in programs and talk about it for all these years. I've been doing this for close to 50 years now. and I've, I've traveled the world, really. I went into Nepal and and into uh, Siberia, uh, Moscow. I've been into South America a couple of times on expeditions, uh, researching the enigmas that go with the elongated skulls and goes with uh, uh, what we were experiencing in the mountains up there and what so many re people have reported experiencing since then. And uh, that's kind of how it got started with me. And uh, I've written a couple books now, and uh, it's uh, it's been a uh, it's been a trip, <laughs> an adventure, I should say. And uh, it's been a kind of exciting one at that. So, anybody got a question anywhere? Where can we find your books, and and what are the titles of your books? Oh well, my books are uh, first of all, it's one one of my first one was a chronicle. It's called Voices in the Wilderness. It's my uh, my 40-year chronicle of doing this, and uh, I uh, published it in 2012, and it's got uh, also a link for sounds, so you can you yeah. can hear the sound that I'm talking about when I get into the context of it. And my most recent book is the Quantum Bigfoot because it kind of led me into I don't want to say paranormal, but it's it's way off. What was going on with us up there wasn't just the sounds; it was other things too, lights, phenomena uh, that we couldn't explain. And Al Berry, the investigative reporter that we took up there in the 70s, he, he said, don't talk about that because people don't want to believe when you get into paranormal. You're going to stick with the flesh and blood. Well, actually, everything's, I mean, if, if it's an animal, it's got to be flesh and blood, too. And we're flesh and blood. But is there more to us than just flesh and blood? What is it about our consciousness? How does that work? 
you know, I found out just through a documentary I was looking at recently that uh, consciousness actually exists when the brain is shown to be dead. I've seen a flat line, and uh, they still had a consciousness going about them. So that's that's pretty unique. Uh, but if these things have the vocal mechanism for language, to me, that would make them possibly a human hybrid or a type of hybrid of some type of primate. And what gave them that and how that came about is what we all are studying now. And I think possibly there's an alien component to them. And uh, that's uh, a little bit unique because it's just the way I think. But I think that because of all the things and the people I've heard and the phenomena go phenomena that seems to go with them, which is uh, strange. They seem to be able to disappear. People think, well, how can that possibly be? Right. And I thought the same thing. If someone wants to say, well, hey, I've seen it disappear. Well, I used to just write them off like so many researchers would, but then uh, you get so many reports like that from different people, and then you get some from really people that you know is credible. they actually seen this this uh, uh, well, pixelation-type form just leave out of their, it was just left out of their perception. So it gets me into the quantum physics and it gets me into the quantum Bigfoot, the book that I wrote last. And it, it talks about those unanswered questions that people have, like, how do they do that if they do that? Well, there is a law about everything. So if it really was happening, all these people are lying or it really was happening. Well, I don't call anybody a liar unless I see them lie to me. Right. <laughs> I think right. they did. Uh, I try to analyze it and, uh, but there's, there's a there's a physical law in physics which uh, applies to all these unusual things that are going on. The UFOs that are being spotted nowadays and being seen all over, uh, how do they do what they do? Uh, how does Bigfoot do what so many people claim they do? Why, why haven't we found a body? Well, why, why all those questions are answerable. And uh, I tried to get into that with my book. And, uh, but also yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if they go in and out of dimensions. Like, are they interdimensional? That's what I'm suggesting. I think they are. And that's all because every, according to Tesla, everything is energy, frequency, and vibration. And you get to the most minute part of us, who we are. We are energy at the most minute part of us. Energy, according to uh, physics, cannot die. It can only change forms. So if they have somehow worked their their vibrational frequency to lower it into our so we can see them or raise it so we can't see them uh, that might change the call for interdimensional aspect to them we don't know you know there's so much we don't know yeah. and science wants a body but you know if they're if they're that way you're not going to get a body you know this goes back to 1924 when when uh, uh fred beck shot one dead on he said it fell off a canyon they couldn't find the body well so many people I've heard over the years have claimed they shot one or shot at one and they've seen blood, but they never could find the body. Well, did they take care of their own? What really takes place? Uh, yeah. We don't know. As Before, much as we had these encounters we had over the years, I'm hogging the conversation here, so I'll stop. Yeah. But all the encounters we had over the years during the early 70s uh, were just very unique. And we had something very unique happen to us in 2016, just four years ago when I was up there. Uh, strange things, just lights, a bar of light goes floating by us. And that's and David Pilates, a man who wrote the 411 series. Uh, Great guy. I let him go up there with his with his uh, videographer. And they, they filmed me up there and filmed the camp. And it's the first time I've ever let anybody go in there and taken anybody in there to do this. But they did a really 
really, really good recreation of the light bar that we've seen witnessed it for quite a while going by us up there. What do you do with something like that? I mean, <laughs> it's just a strange place, but nothing frightens me anymore about that stuff. Nothing surprising. You never know. When you get into quantum physics, it's unpredictable. Where Newtonian physics is uh, is predictable. Everything is predictable and measurable and physical, but not not quantum physics. It's not that way at all. So I'll I'll turn my floor over to somebody else now. If somebody wants to go with me or <laughs> ask me a question. Or, you guys have heard all this before. <laughs> well, two of you have. <laughs> I I think it's just to have everyone like, you know, as we're doing the roundtable. You know, uh, Marcia or or, or Tobe, uh, jump in. We'd just love to hear your your, your guys' thoughts and s- share your uh, encounters and uh, and visions too. Well, I'm going to just say real quickly: um, these two, Ron Moorhead and Tobe Johnson, are your go-to guys. <laughs> um, and I'm here as a human that's taken a, a personal journey, uh, my life's journey. And this is a part of that journey. But these guys really have the, I mean, you could go for hours, if not days, with the information that they have. And uh, it's very exciting and uh, very exciting for your audience to know this and to go beyond this podcast even and really research what they've done and, and who they are. Um, I'll, I'll quickly say I'm an artist. Um, I have, over the last seven years, I've been reconstructing, utilizing my tools and my skills and reconstructing our lost history, kind of quote unquote, a lot of history that our history books just kind of skipped and a lot of history that we know nothing about. And we're starting to open those doors. And I just took it upon myself out of pure interest to utilize my art skills to put a face to this lost history. So a lot of my work involves uh, the elongated heads uh, that Ron mentioned, and also our mound builders, our, our giant-sized people, which is in connection. Actually, all of it, I believe, is in connection with our big guys out there, our Sasquatch. And uh, so I'm on my a personal journey, and I'm always excited to uh, learn more through Ron and Tobe. And I'm just going to kind of sit back, and I'll... I'll uh, I'll talk a little bit. These guys can talk, and, and uh, they, they have a lot of information. All right. Well, uh, let's turn over the floor to uh, Tobe. Uh, thank you for you know coming on the show tonight, and um, you have your own podcast as well. Um, where can everybody find you? Well, you can find us uh, you know anywhere where you get your podcatcher. We're called Strange Brow Radio, and we interview witnesses. I work a lot with what I call extended experiencers of Sasquatch interaction, but generally experiencers of Sasquatch, especially extended experiencers, have the more profound, strange, paranormal stuff that goes along with this conversation. So it gets into the weeds really quick, and so the show takes off and all those other crazy directions like ghosts and UFOs. So um, as you heard Ron talk earlier about uh, seeing strange lights, those are a part of the phenomena you can't ignore. Uh, you can ignore them, but it doesn't do you any good to because they refuse to go away and they're somehow totally entrenched with the phenomena. But in short, my son and I um, went on a hike back in 2007 in a little town of Thurston, Oregon and wandered into a single footprint in the icy mud that was headed into a blackberry bramble just outside of a neighborhood that turned into a conversation with a director of a Sasquatch movie 
which led to the first extended experiencer I talked with back in 2008, a river guide. And he told me this progressive story about how he'd seen Sasquatch after Sasquatch over year after year. And he was naming hot spots where he'd seen them. And then he'd say they'd follow him home. And then uh, I was in awe. Uh, as I was getting in my car, he turned to me and said, I'd tell you the rest of the story, but you wouldn't believe me. It's far too weird. Now, that really sunk the hook into me. Um, I came from the old school of, you know, uh, Art Bell and sitting back hearing all the stories uh, from beyond that, including Close Encounters of the Third Kind right. and uh, the line that Roy Neary's character by Richard Drivers, when he said this means something as he's looking at the mashed potatoes, this all means something. We don't have all these puzzle pieces yet, but when that witness turned to me and said, I'll tell you the rest of the story, you know, but it's far too weird. You'd never believe me. I had to hear the rest of these stories. So that was 2008, where are we at? 2021. And yeah. so I've been working with extended experiencers off and on throughout that time. When, when you guys talk about your experiences and uh, your encounters, and even Ron, uh, you know, when you're talking about your experiences with the audio, I, I, I mean, if you've had that, someone like myself or someone out here who may have not had an experience or someone who, uh, thinks that Bigfoot or Sasquatch is indigenous to the land, this kind of opens your eyes. And like, because I know a lot of us, we go through the lives and we just live in this tunnel vision. And I know Marcia talked about this when she was doing some uh, drawings in the woods. All these hikers walked by here. There was a group of them and then only a few of them actually saw her. But if we actually opened up our eyes, what we could really see when we're like, we take a few minutes, breathe, and just let nature take its course and kind of like go down that realm. I know we all live a very fast life, fast pace, quick instant text messaging, getting back to each other, things of that nature. To the average listener who may be listening tonight about, they're like, yeah, Bigfoot's, he's indigenous. How do we, how do we change or how do we, I guess you're the experts here. How do we explain to them that, maybe they need to open up their eyes a little bit more. My theory is that uh, there's more than one kind of them, more than one type, one, maybe more than one genome. And uh, that's due to, I think there's an alien component, like I mentioned earlier. And if you want to believe in aliens, which you got to, you got to kind of believe in that nowadays, I think, at least most typically does, to think we're the only intelligent life going on. And I've been in Peru, Bolivia, and those places and see the megalithic structures as something with technology much higher than what we have has been there and done some stuff. And that's being seen all over the world now, uh, stuff that we just, don't know how they did it, and uh, you couldn't do it today if you tried. Uh, the seamless uh, boulders over 100 tons apiece that were carried for several miles and put up on top of this 13,000-foot mountain and put together like a jigsaw puzzle with no mortar, and I mean, they're just cut out like a jigsaw puzzle. You wonder, why they even do it that way? But what's, unless it's for earthquake or something like that, but still, to do it that way, you can't even get a, a credit card between them. You realize that that something with technology higher than what we have has been here. Then now the UFO phenomenon, which the government has now finally gotten into and releasing the uh, classified documents, well, something's flying those things and something with a better technology than what we have is flying them. So I, I believe that there are uh, different types of aliens have been here. I'm pretty confirming that in my head anyway. 
and uh, they have probably messed with the genome of different types of species on this earth. It's my opinion, uh, and I think probably they want to acclimate their species to this planet. We are the jewel planet of the solar system. You think about it, it's got everything. It's got everything the other planets yeah. don't have. <clears throat> Why wouldn't they want to be here? Sure, they want to be here. They want this planet, but we have given, been given dominion on it, and that's by our creator. And I don't want to say that word, but yeah. I'm going to say it anyway. Helium <laughs> of God. But helium of God in, in Genesis is plural. So uh, anyway, you, you kind of get into the thinking that there's more than one kind of them. So they have different attributes been given to them by whoever put them together in their DNA uh, manipulation. When we, uh, uh, when we come back uh, from break here, uh, Tobe, Ron, uh, let's get into some, uh, some things that probably the average listener doesn't get into. I want you guys to share some things that, and I know we're, we're I mean, we're just touching the surface. I mean, th- we could probably go on for hours. This could be like a two-day convention, online convention for all for, for, for all intense purposes. There's so much rich information. I feel like we're just barely going to touch the surface here. Uh, when we come back, do you guys have anything that you guys really want to focus in on the second half of the show? Hmm. Well, I like where Ron was heading as far as there being um, certain individuals uh, that get into this phenomenon, because I think certain individuals are chosen and uh, why they're chosen, how they're picked. It might be an interesting way to okay. go about talking about this, because Ron, I think, might have been chosen. Well, you too, Toby, but we get into uh, telepathy, uh, uh, different aspects that people have. Mm-hmm. I think all of humans have some of those. We still have not. Uh, all of us haven't. Uh, mm-hmm cultured them right and i think it's uh, gets into the, the pineal gland inside and gets into a lot of things of what we are as humans that's what got me started into all this is because you want to understand what these things are you, you first need to understand what we are and why we're the way we are and how because some of them i think have evolved some of these bigfoot creatures have evolved as a as just a regular a, a relic hominid maybe like a lot of researchers want to think but there's some that just have seems to have different attributes. It seems like mm-hmm. all over the planet that I've talked to people about it, and uh, I just believe that. So we all entitled to our belief. There I am. <laughs> and, and we talked about this last time, Mario. Um, from want to be Ross. part of the show? Go to www.northwestphenomenon.com. Well, that was the voice guy. He didn't get muted, so go ahead. I was going to say uh, an extension of what Ron just said, then, um, you know, this last year, and we talked about this on the last uh, podcast, knowing yourself and being in tune with you helps your frequency. And if we're talking energy and frequency and vibration, then that allows you to take the next step. um, If you want to connect with, things that I believe uh, lie beyond the veil. And that's just shifting your own frequency. And Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's perception. Um, We all perceive differently. So each and every one of us, depending on our frequency, will receive different information. And um, some of it is very 3D, and some of it just goes up into, like you said, different densities and different dimensions. Mm -hmm. So it's all really wonderful. Well said, Marcia. Well Mm -hmm. said. We'll be back. It is Northwest Phenomenon. All right, here we go. Three, two, one.
Welcome back to Northwest Phenomenon. We are doing our first ever roundtable about the Phenomenon Bigfoot Sasquatch joining us for our roundtable. We have uh, Ron Moorhead, who's hanging out with us. We have Karis Astrology, who's hanging out, uh, asking questions as uh, they pertain to the alignment of the stars. Uh, Tobe Johnson uh, and uh, Marcia K. Moore, all on the uh, on the broadcast this evening. Thank you so much for coming on. This is probably one of the most vastly different experiences in regards to talking about the phenomenon Bigfoot because I, I think most of the time when you're you're listening and making that long journey in a podcast world or you know driving down the road at night, you really just get into like the can we just say the fluff of the you know the Bigfoot and. The, the, the information that has been given, if you missed the, the first half of the show, you can catch it in the podcast, wherever you download uh, your favorite podcast. Just search Northwest Phenomenon. But guys, again, let's talk about, you guys were talking earlier about those that are chosen, like yourselves. Uh, I'm, I'm not, not one, because I yet to see or have that experience, and that I barely even know how to work the microphone, i.e. everything else. <laughs> It's, it's an honor to have you guys on. But, yeah, let's talk about the – for those that are – that, you know, we were talking about previously about being the chosen ones. Um, and, and, Mari, I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you have any time for me to ask a question yeah. of your guests? Yes. Yeah, by all means. May, may, I ask, may I ask now? Yeah, go ahead, Garris. So for someone like me that's a novice that really doesn't know anything about Bigfoot – or Sasquatch, like, can you walk me through the, like the experience? Like I'm walking in the woods and all of a sudden I see some big ape come out of nowhere and then it disappears. <laughs> and do you feel anything? Is it an ex like, what, what is like, do you feel anything? Do you feel transcendence? Like, what is that experience of dumb dude? I'm an, Oh my God. Like what, <laughs> what is that mm. for someone that's never heard of, or doesn't know anything about Bigfoot? I'm just curious. Well, you want me to cancel that one, Toby, or do you want to do it? <laughs> no, I'll piggyback what you First have First of all, say. your your brain will will try to fill in the blanks that it does. If you don't believe in this thing, and you and never how have big is it. it? Well, it's not it. It's them, and it depends on how old I it is. I apologize them. <laughs> well, how big do they get is a question. I've, I've heard them being over 12 foot tall, but the average one being seen is seven, eight feet tall, something like that. Uh, the ones we had up there were eight to ten foot tall, but there was also a small one which has a little nine inch track we found in the snow up there with an eighteen inch track which think we think was its mother. So they can get big. Depends on what controls their pituitary gland. Uh, I've heard through sources that maybe their pituitary gland isn't controlled like ours is. We get so big and we stop growing. Uh, they can keep growing is what I understand. That's why mm -hmm. giant remains have been found in a lot of different parts of the world, which are huge. And, do uh, you see it first? Do you smell it first? Do you well, hear it, it first? Like what? Yeah, you know what I'm trying on, to ask, I'm well, sure. It's depend on you and where you're at in your mm -hmm. vibration. Uh, some people just smell it. They don't know, but it smells like a bad skunk that's been walling around in something else. And uh, some people do see them, but again, your brain will try to fill in the holes. You'll say it's a bear, and maybe it is a bear, but... Mm -hmm. The thing is, uh, if it's walking upright and throwing a rock at you, chances are it's not a bear. And uh, but there right. have been a lot of reports of these things throwing rocks, and uh, uh, but there's a reason for that too. And 
and Ron, speak it too about um, these things are really interested in your motives and your intent. They they seem to be totally clued in to what your individual state and motive and intent is as you walk into their tree line, their domain, their living room. And when they come into an extended experiencer's property, they almost seem to be more playful with it. It's uh, it's a different type of activity that happens more. Uh, gamesmanship. The Native Americans will talk about the trickster element of Sasquatch. Well, that's prevalent in both of these places. But uh, when you walk into their tree line, tree line i.e. Sierra Camp, um, you know, there's a, a little bit more of like, well, you're on our turf. This is how the evening is going to go. And when they come into your turf, it's a little bit more hesitant. And um, that's when the gifts start showing up which is a whole different topic, but uh, there's this phenomena of gifting between them and you and objects coming and going. Um, and I'm not just talking about objects taken off your front of your patio or by your tent. I mean, objects disappearing out of your car, objects appearing inside your house. Um, do we all give this to Sasquatch? No, but I think we're talking about a spirit, uh, a forest spirit of some kind. And um, it's and completely entrenched with individual motives. Is that vibrational state? Is that the pineal gland? I guess. But um, that, that's what I mean by chosen is that it, they seem to look for people that are willing to work with them on their ground rules because it is all about their ground rules. Their Remember your first time. experience of seeing one? I'm sorry, Ron. I'm going to shut up now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say one thing real quickly. I'm going to bring you back to being a human and a feeling, a feeling of always, you know, going out into the forest and just a feeling that you get. And you're like, is there somebody watching me? Remember mm-hmm. when you were a kid and you're like, is there oh, you feel a presence in other feel words. a presence. And that is probably something to um, now that, you know, take that to the next step. And mm-hmm. um, that's the beginning step of knowing energy. And when you, you don't have to be in the forest. You don't have to be, we talk about forest people or Sasquatch that live in the forest. You don't have to be in the forest. This is energy and that lies right next to us for all we know. And um, just make it simple for yourself. Have you, when you're walking along in the forest and you have that feeling of this feels really good, or this is a spot that doesn't feel so great, or or is there somebody watching me? Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the first kind of steps as a young person that we get. And then we get conditioned and then all that kind of goes away. Like going into a haunted house. When you walk into a mm-hmm. haunted house, like there you, you, go. you can feel something's there. Yeah. Yes. In fact, some of the same, sure. yeah, some of the same trappings that you would use in a haunted house, I would suggest taking out into the woods to see what kind of readings you get, because you may have Sasquatch, activity and a strong magnetic reading. I mean, I would think that there'd be a reason for that. You know, it's interesting when we, we, we all talk about this and every time I, I, I talk, I, I think about being in the woods. I'm, I'm that a-hole in the woods who's camping, who's got his, you know, little portable Bluetooth speaker, you know, listening to jams with the, my, you know, campfire. I'm oblivious to everything going on. I hear a crack and I'm like, hey, what was that? And then I just keep on with my day. Right. And and this right here gives us an opportunity to really, like, I feel like I need to go camping now, but on a whole nother level, but just to be more of like in the element versus 
I'm going there as a foreign dude, showing up, play my music, have my s'mores. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm out. See ya. Bye. I'm done camping. You know, it's a, it's, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's how a lot of us city, city people. And I think Marcy was just talking about this, how we've changed. We evolve over time where a lot of these senses, we just kind of kind of close in on and we don't open those back up to allow other things to come into our, uh, I would like to say vision mm-hmm. or into our foresight. Consciousness. Yeah, consciousness. Yeah, okay. I agree. Expanded consciousness. But when you guys are out there, I mean, I, I know we haven't played the audio yet, but um, your your guys' own experiences, I mean, did you feel good? Did it not make you feel good? I mean, what were you, like, were you nervous? Like, wh- how, did that, how does that translate? How can you share that with us, your experiences? I could play you an audio, and then you could see how you would feel if you heard the singer. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> would you like to hear that? <laughs> yeah. Let me pull something up here. Uh, you know, as, 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 as Ron's pulling up the audio here, I just, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know how I would feel. So I'm, I'm excited to hear this audio. Here we go. Well, I can tell you how we felt to start okay. with. Yeah. A little bit concerning and you'll see why. Uh, this went on though, not just one time, this went on for a few years. And as the time went on, uh, they seemed to get friendly with it or less, they knew we weren't going to shoot at them. So they uh, started playing with us and they will toy with you. Uh, like, like they will do things. They're just mm-hmm. make you wonder just to mess with you. They mess with you because they think we think we're smarter than them. Well, they're in the woods at their home and right. I got news for you. They're, they're a little bit above us when all that stuff happens, but let me play this and see if you can hear it. Oops, speaker went off. Can you hear that okay? Yeah, we heard it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it goes on and on. We've got uh, sounds from it, to a me, few years up there. It, it, to the average listener, I mean, if you just heard that, you would think, I, I, I mean, I think the first, I, first of all, if I'm in the woods hearing that, I'm thinking, what in the heck is that? Either I'm, 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 I'm in the wrong place. I, I think of Tasmanian devil. Um, at least that's what I hear in my head. But uh, it's foreign. So it's like nothing I've ever heard before. So someone like myself who's not gifted uh to hear something like that it, it's just like it's it's just un, un, i i'm i i don't not an easing feeling for me right now i don't know if i could be well, in I, the woods like that <laughs> well, um yeah there was two of them we'd be they were we didn't know if they were asking one salt and pepper who's going to eat us first or what was going to go on that was when they first started encountering them and uh, it wasn't until a couple of years later till they started just making more sounds like interactive sounds where they really wanted to, they would yell out at me. I've got some of that recording too. Uh, and they would, I would answer them back. But the biggest thing about these sounds, I think, is this, the science that we've got behind them. You know, the University of Wyoming studied them for years, showed there was no manipulation. These were genuine sounds that were not manipulated, slowed down, speeded up. And the crypto language, which I mentioned earlier, who 
it specializes in uh, trying to find trickery in language or just determining if it is a language, uh, unknown language. And it is an unknown com uh, complex language, according to him. And he's a two-time graduate of the Cryptolinguistic School in Monterey, California. Uh, I say all that because uh, this isn't something you just hear every day. I've heard a lot of people tell me that oh, I heard this, they call it the samurai chatter because I got some other sounds on here. It sounds like a really oriental thing to it. And uh, uh, I hear people say, oh, I heard just that. I heard something sounded exactly like what I've heard on your tapes because I got these on CDs too, which I sell on my website. And uh, But most people aren't walking around with a recorder with them. And they're not recording these sounds like we knew these things were in that area. So we went up with recorders, little cassette recorders all we had in those days. But but that worked out well. And uh, anyway, I'm, uh, I am got more here, but I can play later. But there's more of an interactive type sounds with them. They also beat on wood, uh, rapping sounds. They, they whoop back and forth towards each other at different intonations, mm -hmm. I think, or different signaling devices. They usually do that before they start their chatter. And even... Um, uh, Albert Osman in British Columbia in 1924, same year as Fred Beck incident, said that he was supposedly kidnapped by a, a, a male Bigfoot and kept six days in this area where there was four of them, a male, a female, and two adolescents. And he says in John Green's report when he interviewed him that they were chattering amongst themselves. Well, they do chatter very rapidly, if you didn't notice. But the, the chatter like that, they have their own way of communication, which we just don't know what it is or what they were saying. And I wish I knew what they were saying, but I have a lot of people come forward, so I know what they were saying, but how do you know? <laughs> they all yeah. say something different, so you right. don't know who's mm -hmm. telling you the right have, thing. Have, have yeah. any of you ever had anyone, any of them look at you eyeball to eyeball? Because they say that the eyes are the windows of the soul, like mm. look right at you. I haven't, no. No, I've never seen the eyes of what I knew to be a Sasquatch. I no. Marcia? No, I've not mm -mm. seen the eyes. Not in kind of a 3D form anyway. Mm -mm. Do they have eyes? Have you seen that they have yes. eyes or no? Yeah. Oh, they have eyes. Yeah. I mean, they have interesting I, eyes, too, because they describe their being not only large, um, you know, almost pool ball sized eyeballs hanging out of their giant eight foot tall cranium, but they also are bioluminescent, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, why would why would something have glowing, especially red eyes? And we're not talking about eye, uh, you know, shine from a flashlight. We're talking about something that self illuminates. So red being the most common down to green to yellow and then blue in the case of uh, this place in Cottage Grove that we call the Al Moon Lab. One of the first reports we took from the farmland was a farmer who said that he had a blue-eyed upright bear approach him while he was getting some uh, kindling. Wow. And it advanced on him and said that he had glowing blue eyes, refused to call it a Bigfoot, and uh, said it was, you know, a bear with glowing blue eyes. And uh, then a couple of days later, I talked to a gal in a hotel and she said she saw a giant uh, blue-eyed spider. And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, it crawled, whatever it was, down on the ground like a spider. And you'll hear that a lot about how Bigfoot moves, kind of like Scooby-Doo on its, you know, yeah. toes and fingers across <laughs> the forest floor. Yeah. And so we're talking about something really incredible that, you know, eliminates all of the other forest critters out there, eliminates all the other people. And you have to lean on the likes of Ron and Marcia 
to really appreciate the beauty and the scope of what we're talking about here because you know magic is real how are we going to quantify that and explain that to people that aren't ready well you can't some people aren't ready for the red pill you just have to you know find your audience and talk to them as we're talking about all this I always go back to the 1980 Mount St. Helens eruption. I know that happened like 40-something years ago. And there were reports of remains of Sasquatch uh, from different, uh, I've seen on different YouTube. I I still have yet to find a report uh, from the National Forest uh, Center. I called um, Weyerhaeuser to see if they had any records that they could share with us. Uh, they had none that they were willing to share, but they did sh- share this information that the um, that the government and the uh, and Weyerhaeuser swapped lands so that they could um, make that area a national park so that it would not mm. be to be preserved. So they ended up sw- swapping lands. But according to some of these YouTube videos that I've seen online, uh, these are, you know, soldiers that came in from the National Guard to protect the area, and they were bringing in the carcasses, deer, bear, whatever, and some of them were Bigfoot, and they said, don't talk about it. Um, you see nothing, and they came in, and they took them out, and they were never to be seen again. So I don't know if those were autopsied or what, whatever became of that, but it's there, there's not, I haven't been able to find any more substantial evidence in regards to stories or encounters of anything like that. So just... If you guys have heard anything, you know, I always like to, like, I, that's my one in. I'm like, okay, maybe they have something they can share. I've heard what you've heard. Yeah. Uh, also, that's where Ape Canyon is, just right. the other side of Mount St. Helens, right down there. Yeah. And that's where uh, Fred Beck supposedly shot one. So, and they've also found the cabin, uh, mm-hmm. the remains of the cabin, in way where they were. But I can see why Warehouse would want to swap that land off because all the trees are messed up. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And they definitely lost a lot of, uh, they were able to harvest, uh, from what I was told was they were able to harvest some of the wood that was uh, from the eruption. And then at that point, they ended up uh, swapping lands with with the Mm -hmm. Forest Service uh, in regards to that. But um, Mm -hmm. that was one thing I I wanted to at least ask and see if you guys had any more intel in regards to the Mount St. Helens Bigfoot uh, eruption. But um, I know we're getting close to the end, but you guys, I mean... Uh, feel free to, uh, let's continue on. We have probably another five minutes, five or seven minutes left here before we have to go. Mm. Can well, I, I ask would do- a question? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go, no, you no. go ahead. I, I just wanted to ask, like, how, how did it change your lives? In other words, a lot of times when people have an out-of-body experience, maybe they were an atheist first and then they believed, or maybe they were someone that was always working and climbing the ladder of success and then they have an out-of-body experience or something like that. So th- because you guys were chosen and obviously they they wanted you to see them, did it fundamentally in any way like change your life or your belief system or if at all all of that it changes your life your belief system <laughs> yeah. and everything because once these things are established by science if that happens it's going to throw a kink into darwinism it's going to throw a kink into religions it's going to throw all the history books out and start over mm-hmm. uh, there's more going on than meets the eye but i say this in a lot of my presentations too that i think there's a bigger picture that people need to be looking at besides bigfoot bigfoot's just a part of it they're here 
That's that's a fact. I don't try to prove this to anybody because they're there. And a lot of people are seeing it. More and more thousands of people are reporting these things now. So really, uh, they will take over your life in a way if you... I mean, you, I've been involved with this now for 50 years, and it's just uh, it's just a, a, a trip. And, it, cha- uh, it, it changed you guys, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it yeah. certainly has, yeah, because it, it just throws your, yeah, it throws everything out of whack a little bit, and you start looking into it, and the more you look into it, the more you want to look into it, and the further it goes. It's, it's called the rabbit hole. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I, I know we're getting close to the end, but... Um, Tobe, do you have anything that you want to add before we uh, leave? No, just to bounce off what Ron's saying, you know, it is a balancing act because it does ask a lot of you. I mean, if you don't have the activity at your back door, you got to come to them. And, uh, you know, sometimes that takes uh, extra time and cash. And, um, you know, you have to find that balance between how to get, you know, into their territory to do it because it is so elusive and you do have to wait so long to have an experience. But that adrenaline rushes, it's really difficult to, uh, you know, say that that hasn't added any quality to my life because it absolutely has. I mean, when you find out this phenomenon is legit, uh, it makes everything else just seem kind of silly um, outside of this. It's interesting because um, I think I share this story with Marcia before. I have a coworker who's been in the radio business for such a long time, and he decided that he was going to go fishing uh, back in the day uh, in between Mount Rainier, at, um, Adams, and um, so right there in the trifecta of the mountains. So he's on the road heading out. There's nothing out there, no cell service. It's just the one single road in. He gets there, shows up. He goes to fish in the hole. And he hears something, ignores it. He keeps fishing. He just, something didn't feel right for him. And then he heard like a knocking and he, uh, he thought he heard a rock. And that's when he got his fishing gear packed up. He left. He knew that somebody was watching him. He felt that presence uh, that you guys are talking about. He left. Um, and then later on, a, another one of his co-workers went back out to the same area had the same experience and then the two of them had talked and shared about their same experience but not knowing about each other's experience quite interesting i was like we got to get you on but um guys as we get close to wrapping things up here um i mean i'd love to go on for hours but um we only have one hour on the radio so um you guys with covid going on i mean are you guys doing virtual conferences or what, what what's what seems to be your guys' thing of uh, choice right now? Are you guys doing private Zoom calls? Well, I mean, we're what, doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ron and I, and hopefully Marcia, have an event uh, coming up on February 6th and 7th. It's going to be a virtual uh, Sasquatch audio anomalous analysis out of Arlington, Washington. And if you go to Strange Brow Radio, go to the Facebook page, there's an events tab. You can get the uh, link there to sign up for the Facebook page. And we'll do a, a, a live conference for two days out of Arlington. And it's all going to be on, uh, you know, the sounds that Ron recorded to the sounds that we recorded and how to listen to sounds, why, why audio is something that you should invest time in as far as Sasquatch evidence. So that's coming up. 
So if someone was just an amateur like myself, I could take my iPhone. I mean, if someone's like, I want to buy or start doing this research, should they be taking their iPhone out and just starting hit record audio on a memo? Or are you, are you talking like pull, pull out a full shotgun microphone and like really invest in some real no, audio? Go gear? get it. You get yourself a, a starter microphone and then uh, get yourself a nicer stereo microphone yeah and uh, a couple rechargeable batteries and find a clever place to leave it where sound is absent of traffic and all other sounds out there except the wildlife and uh, record your heart out and then go back and review it on uh, something like audacity which is a shareware program and you can find what ron has been able to find which are these morphine streams and um, if, if you're lucky enough to find something like that, or maybe just a vocal or a wood knock, but, um, you know, it, yeah, that gets really addictive to do too. So, um, yeah, be careful. Yeah, my suggestion is not to try to trick them right off the bat. Just find where you want to go a hot spot. If, if you think they've been like these guys that went fishing and yeah. go there and just let them be the aggressor. You can't be there. You can't make something happen. These things either going to mm -hmm. be with you because of your vibration or you're not, or they're not. And, uh, if they, if they come about you and do that stuff, then try to see if they're going to eat you or not. And if they're not going to eat you, then go back with recorders <laughs> and try to figure something out. He said, wait, eat me. I mean, I mean, it's possible, right? Well, there's a whole group of them that we might be cannibalistic, just like the Lovelock uh, giants that were there and for the Paiutes, they were eating the Paiutes. Uh, some, maybe something we'll take real quick to the bonus round here. But as we wrap things up, I have a question and we'll, we'll talk about this uh, in the pot. We'll do a quick little podcast part piece that no one else will get to listen to on the radio radio. But um, Marcia, any uh, parting words before we uh, head out? Well, I would say for your audience, if they're not used to this, just number one, get out in the forest and try to uh, eliminate all the static in your head and try to just live in the moment. Really try to live in the moment. It's not that easy because we're not used to that. And observe the forest like you've never observed it before. And you will start seeing things that you've never seen before. And from that point, you will just, it'll just start escalating and you'll just, and I do this through the heart space. If you want to see something good, then visualize something good. If you want to see something not so great, you're going to get that. So make sure that your vibration is, uh, is in a positive manner. I mean, I would suggest that, but that's just me. <laughs> and have a heart brain coherence. Yes. So your feeling down here is what's going to tell your brain what to do. And, uh, that's important to go by that as long as they're in, in, uh, sync with each other as we wrap people aren't they go by their brain they're analyzing everything they do mm -hmm. you can't you can't imagine everything out in the forest being a bigfoot either a lot of people do that right. you know, that's you know right and I humor like is it. a big one too add humor into yeah, the mix absolutely. there and you've got a trifecta because there's yeah. something about a gleeful heart out in the woods that uh, changes the dynamic mm-hmm as we wrap things up from the Pacific Northwest, I would like to thank you for listening to tonight. You can subscribe to the podcast on demand. Listen, uh, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Google Play. Just search Northwest Phenomenon. I'd like to thank our affiliates, KOSW, KGRG, KAPY. Uh, I'd like to thank Karis Astrology. I'd like to thank, um, thank um, Marcia K. Moore, Toby, and uh, Ron. Thank you all for coming on the show. We will uh, catch you on the bonus round here in just a few minutes. For my entire team, Jay Middleton, Jeff Jen, Sophia Magana, and myself, Mario Magana, remember to look up at the sky because you never know what you might see. See ya.
All right, so as we uh, continue, so I got to ask you real quick, I, as we uh, kind of go back into the bonus round here, uh, I had something that I, that made me think about this um, when you said eating and whatnot. Where was I going with my, uh, my thought process here? Like, if you're out in a place like, you know, M- Mount Rainier, oh, here we go. The people that are getting lost in the, in like, in the national forest, I have like the biggest question, like my thought process, because you're not finding their bodies. Either they're going into their, like a crevasse and they're just like Mount St. Helens or Mount Rainier. Well, Mount Rainier being the one that's had like this summer had a ton of people go missing and just never been found. Could this be a rogue situation where we may have a rogue Sasquatch Bigfoot finding these people who have either become delirious and then them eating them. I mean, there, nothing's found of them. Close, nothing, gone. So I, I always wonder, is there like maybe a possibility of like maybe a Bigfoot that may have gone rogue and then takes the human and sees them out there and says, you know what, you're toast. You're, you're going to be dinner tonight. Well, what do you think, uh Marcia, I'm curious what Marcia thinks. <laughs> She's out there rogue all the time. <laughs> Come on, Marcia. Do you worry about that? No, I do not worry about that because I go in with a different intention. Number one, I mean, I just I consciously go in with an intention. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everyone needs to you. really. Uh, and I'm going to speak as an artist. I feel like I have license to say these things because nobody else does. But you really have to get and accept that. There's more to this 3D world. Um, We've lost so much. And you start, this last year has been an absolutely, honestly, a spectacular year for each individual to really start honing in on remembering who they were and who they are. And you have to do that individually. You cannot do, that's where I, you know, perception perspective is my my number one word for 2020 and and also 2021 it's like everyone's going to have a different perspective do i think that these guys are rogue and taking people well i'll tell you what i would think immediately this brings me back to frequency as in when i have been out in the forest and i have asked a question i will get an answer Mm -hmm. and as my frequency changes I'm, my understanding is I'm stepping into a frequency, if you want to talk quant- quantum physics, I'm stepping into the frequency of this whole other dimension that exists. Okay. And that might be the possibility that's what's happening with these people as well. Maybe they're stepping into a frequency and maybe they're not coming back out of the frequency. I don't know. I'm just, this is one little suggestion since Tobe asked. Well, I think that's great that you uh, put, put, put that out there because... I mean, nothing's found. No clothes, nothing. All of it's gone. Gone. I'll give you one story real quickly. When I was in the forest, I was asking. I ask questions when I go out there because I I talk with these guys all the time and I ask questions. And I, I had this epiphany and I just went, oh, my gosh. I wish I had my sketchbook so I could write it down. And within less than 50 feet, there was a big, huge limb that had been Uh, really just pushed down into the ground and off of this limb was this red 
little notebook sketchbook that was just hanging off of this. And I'm like, okay. My human side, of course, says, oh, maybe just, you know, maybe someone lost their sketchbook and they just put it up there. And, you know, they, right. and, and someone found it and they put it up on the limb and someone will come back and, you know, find their sketchbook. But I just asked the question and I just said, I wish I had a sketchbook. And the next thing I know, I do have a sketchbook. This mm. is how it works for me. And I think everyone's going to have a different perspective. Mm. So yeah. people that go missing, I just don't even know what to say. I've never mm. had that, ever had anything like that, even remotely. Mm. I, I think it's happen. more, yeah, I think it's more like probably the 411 of, you know, David Politis. But I, I, I figured I'd ask you guys in regards to, you know. I, I think I, it would I, be interesting for Ron to actually tell us the timeline as far as how his own energy has shifted. Because initially, honestly, he, it does seem like he was really chosen. But where was, his, where was your energy, Ron, at the time when you did get this, uh, the more uh, physical aspects of this and the, and the recordings and the voices? And, and uh, where were you uh, in your own Well, I was, uh, I was a, a board member of a church, a huge mega church, actually. Me and one of the other guys that was up there. Uh, we were all uh, open-minded. But spiritual-minded too. We we knew that uh, we we're okay spiritually. We thought, but we we're still looking for an animal that could be doing this. You know what? Because it's obviously not a bear, and uh, so that has progressed into what I've got into now, which is more of the quantum aspect of physics, uh, trying to answer and resolve those questions in my own head. How how they could do what they do? Uh, just the mysteries that go with them, and. Uh, so I think I'm in a higher vibration. I understand vibration, frequency, and energy, as Tesla mentioned. Everything is that way. Um, there's also a statement I'd love to read to you if there's time. Just a quick one from a physicist. Sure. I mean, we and got this is from uh, uh, the day science began. This is from Nikola Tesla. Uh, the, say, the, the, the day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. And uh, I like that because I think we're in that time now. We're, we're studying non-physical phenomena. And uh, before it's been the butt of jokes, you know, anything paranormal, if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. Well, that's Newtonian physics from 1687. Nothing wrong with that. We have to live in it because we're in 3D environment, but there's more dimensions going on. You find out through physics, there's 11 supposedly been established mathematically. Uh, that's accepted by physicists worldwide. And you, you know about these other dimensions and what could be going on. It's all about frequency because once you get to a higher frequency, uh, you'll maybe advance into another dimension i don't know um so much we don't know but we're we're still in this world together i think the reason we're here there's a reason we're here it's all for the experience so every experience that you have you got to learn from i say there's nothing no such thing as losing you either learn or you win uh, you don't lose so that's my philosophy and i i know from the loss i had this year uh, my my daughter's passed away and well, I just heard about a while ago about my cousin gotten, just got killed in a car wreck last night. And, you know, you pass on, but you don't, you don't lose. There's, there's no such thing as dying. You just pass into another form, according to physics. You change forms. Einstein said that. Uh, 
physicists say that. So I believe it. And that, that falls right into religion, too, which I'm not a religious person, uh, but it's also, there's a science behind it called quantum physics, and it, it reaches out into what really works throughout the universe is the laws of quantum physics, where Newtonian physics falls flat out there. The only place quantum physics falls flat is if you go into a black hole or get down to sub-zero. We're, I mean, a, we're a culture that doesn't even want to talk about death. We put that on the back burner. Oh, so, oh yeah, that's for later. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, it's so, like, and we're starting to now ask the whys, the three, you know, who, where, and why. Um, we, um, we deserve to know that. We deserve to know who we are and why we're here and where we're going. And we're slowly opening these doors. And... Um, and, and in doing that, we are observing and we are, uh, like Ron and Tobe, exploring and we are starting to understand. There's way more to this than just this timeline that your mom and dad gave to you that, well, this is what you do. And this is how it goes. I think that's what the Mayan calendar was all about in 2012. Everybody thought the world's going to, they never said the world's going to come to end. We're going to go into an age of enlightenment. I exactly. think we're into that age now. Exactly. And a lot of people are opening up their minds, and I encourage everybody just to keep an open mind about this thing. Don't don't close off things just because you don't understand it. Try to research it and find out what's going on. And uh, that's that's very important, I think. Yeah, and it's very mind. important to not have to live it like any of us. You're taking your own journey with this. So you yes. will receive what you need to receive through your own questions and through your own walk with anything in life. So that's, I would also suggest that. This phenomena seems to be really interested in people that are in transitional states. In fact, all of this phenomena is really interested in people that are in the liminal state. I mean, when you have an OBE or you have a supernatural encounter between the wake and sleep state, that's very well known, documented, same with this. And I'm not just talking about sleep. I'm talking about transitions in life, a move, a change, something happening. So between being caught between these two worlds, they somehow appreciate that. And maybe they are. Maybe there is a sense of being caught between two worlds with them as well. And that's when we experience them. But um, I will tell you that most of the contact I've had has been in these transitional states, not in the stable states, but between you know, these liminal states. And what are we in right now globally? This huge liminal state of flux. Nobody knows what's going on. And we have disclosure upon us. You know, maybe right. they knew that that was the best time to do it, um, you know, to unravel it. So, which We're really started in 2017 and then started unravel, you know, three years after that. But sorry, Ron, what were you saying? No, I talked over you. Apologies. No, I was just going to say, I think uh, we're in for some really interesting times in this, mm -hmm. in this lifetime. Uh, it, it, just, it, when you, when you think about this, as you guys are all uh, saying this, I mean, kids going to school and then being pulled out last year and like doing homeschool and people working from home and just, this whole different society that was, you know, hustling and bustling through life. And all of a sudden, the brakes slammed on. Your mm -hmm. forehead, you, you old school, you hit the dashboard, which wasn't padded, and you got this big old mark on your forehead. I'm not saying that may have happened to me, but <laughs> having that being said, life has changed 
from the beginning of, you know, the end of 2019 to the full year of 2020. And now we go into 2021 with this vaccination, uh, you know, things moving, progressing forward to the morph of the, the of this, you know, pandemic changing into this new evolution of a strain of a of a virus. I mean, it it doesn't seem like this is going to be ending anytime soon. So hopefully we uh, can continue to open our minds, take this opportunity to maybe learn something new and and stop living in the three as I touch my face that the 3D world. And I think that's something that I need to do, too, because I I'm just like right here. And like every time now this is the second time, I feel like I'm learning so much from Marcia. Like, hey, Mario, hey, dummy, listen, you know, not that she's saying that, but she's like for the average listener or someone who's just learning how to like open up and kind of like take that deep breath and just kind of like listen and get in tune with themselves and having an experience, maybe going out to the woods minus their speaker and all that other not jazz and just enjoying that moment. I say something yes. right quick. Yeah, I think meditation is a is a key to what you're just talking about. Is so many people ask for things, uh, especially in churches. You know, they're praying for something. Well, relax, be still, and receive. Because if you get into meditation and let your let your mind open up to what is trying to be told to you, you know, we all have receptors in there, and I think it's in the uh, the pineal gland. It's my opinion. Anyway, it's called a third eye, you know. I am Horace. Uh, yeah. A big dot right there. You see. <laughs> uh, but I think there's a connection there. If we can learn how to tune into that, let it work with our brain up here so that we're seeing what there is to see. That's how telepathy works, in my opinion. It's called quantum entanglement. Um, that's how these things, are, supposedly, there's been people that had them right in their sights and they couldn't shoot. And they said it had just too much of a human component to them looking face um i just encourage people to get into meditation and and try to receive information instead of trying to just be analytical about everything Mm -hmm. well as we as we wrap things up here on the the bonus uh, round of uh coverage with you guys uh thank you so much for taking the extra time and to hang out with us we'll have to go back i mean again marcia you're right i mean we're just like barely scratching the surface on all of this and the whys. And if people want to be connected with all you guys, please let's share your information where people can find you. Uh, Tobe, let's start with you. Where can people find you outside of uh, being on the radio here tonight? Well, they can always go on uh, Facebook and Instagram and just type in Strange Brow Radio, B-R-A-U, and all the podcasts are up there. Uh, we have a pretty big YouTube presence as well. You can type it in there and strangebrowradio.com. There's also two documentaries coming out, uh, one called Flash of Beauty, which is an introspective look at uh, extended experiencers, mainly that have had ongoing activity with Bigfoot. And then something called the Al Moon Lab, a shared paranormal experiment uh, will be coming out here as well. So um, look forward to putting both those out. But then Ron and I uh, will be speaking on February 6th and 7th, as I said, uh, you can go to Facebook at Strange Brow Radio and get in the events tab. And there's a, a two-day Sasquatch Anomalous Audio Analysis Conference. And we get into 
not only how to record vocalizations in the woods, but these other interesting sounds that refuse to go away, which we don't have time to talk about today, but very strange, uh, interesting stuff that seems connected to the Bigfoot phenomena. Marcia, where can people find you? Well, first off, I want to say these guys just scratched the surface. You're going to have to have them on again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, well, you can find me through social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, and then through that you'll find my website. Uh, you can just Google my name, and, and I have a, a website that you can see all kinds of interesting lost history and uh, reconstructions and, and artwork. And that's me. And thank you to Eric Johnson for introducing us, so... Thank you, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Eric. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ron, last but not least, um, where can everyone find you? Uh, RonMoorhead.com is my website. Strange, huh? Yeah. Ron simple and Moorhead. easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, simple. It's easy. It's uh, good. Also, uh, yeah, my website is is that way. And, or you can go to BigfootSounds.com. That also gets you there. Uh so that's where my books are. They're also on Amazon. My books, my CDs are not on Amazon. You have to get those off my site. And so anyway, uh, I'm also on Facebook, Ronald J. Moorhead. And uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, so I'm easy to get a hold of. I, this is what I do all the time now. I retired from business several years ago. So I have fun just rolling around and doing stuff like this. Well, I wish I had more time to do that, but uh, you will. <laughs> in the meantime, in the meantime, back to the normal world of grinding it out. But uh, again, thank you all for coming to hang out this evening. Karis Astrology, thank you for extending uh, your time and hanging out and asking questions. You can find her at uh, Astrology Sky, Sky Report underscore Starcasting live Tuesday nights on Instagram. Uh, that's Karis Astrology. Uh, good night, everyone. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Marcia, thank you. Want to be part of the show? Go to www.northwestphenomenon.com.